a few years back, the staff of the parish uh, did one of those escape rooms for our Christmas party. In case you don't know what one of those um, are, uh, it's basically an adventure game and um, your, your group is locked in a room and the object is to solve the puzzle in that room that then opens the secret door and that leads you into the next room and then you need to solve another puzzle and you keep going through the rooms until eventually you uh, achieve your goal, which is usually to escape. Right? Now, it seems that there are two methods for um, getting from one room to the other. The first method is to try and work it out on your own by just touching every button, twisting every knob, pulling every, every object in the room, hoping that it will somehow open the secret door, right? That was my approach, and it's not particularly successful, I've got to say. Um, the other method is to take your time and to look for the clues that have been provided to work out the puzzle. Now, thankfully, the rest of the team were kind of doing that fairly well, and I'm glad to say we, we made our way out in time. We succeeded in our mission. I want to propose tonight that an escape room is actually quite a helpful analogy for the Christian life. You see, as Christians, we all have a destination to get to. We have a goal, and our goal is Christ. Our goal is to deepen in our relationship with Christ and in doing so become more and more Christ-like. That's what we mean when we talk about heaven or, or, or fullness of life. It's about coming alive in Christ. That is our heaven. That is our eternity. But in order for us to reach that goal, we need to go on a journey. Not so much an external journey, but but an internal one. And it's a journey that has its fair share of challenges and obstacles. The great mystic St. Teresa of Avila, she wrote a famous book about this journey, which she called The Interior Castle. I might get a little bit mystical here, a little bit deep. I hope that's okay. Sunday night after a grand final weekend. You're going to stay with me, yeah? Do your best. Now, in this book, St. Teresa used the metaphor of a castle with seven mansions, right? There's the castle. That's the image on one of the book covers. And in the castle, there is seven mansions. And she says that the goal of the Christian life is to ascend the castle And to get to that place of perfect union with God, which is at the very centre of the castle. But in order for that to happen, she said, our soul needs to progress through the seven mansions, which are all different stages of spiritual purification, of enlightenment. We start in the first mansion, right? That's the first, that's the beginning of the Christian journey. And God is with us there. Absolutely. But as we progress through the mansions, St. Teresa says that God becomes more and more fully alive in us until we reach that seventh mansion, which she calls spiritual marriage. And she says, if you're lucky enough to get there, if you're blessed enough, if you've been given enough grace, if you've been courageous enough to get there, many few, probably very few of us would get there before heaven. Um, She says... That is what we might call bliss. That is where we are permanently in union with God. We could say that that's our experience of heaven on earth. 
Now, just like a good escape room, this is not easy going. This journey through the mansions as we ascend the castle is not easy at all. Teresa says that as we progress, we will encounter challenges and we will battle with all kinds of evil. But she also said that we will experience profound spiritual insights and closeness with God, which makes all the challenges more than worthwhile. There have been times in my life when I've had this sudden realisation that I was living a life I never foresaw was even possible. I don't know if you've had that experience. I I suddenly realised that I was experiencing a a freedom and, and a peace and a joy and a clarity that was totally new. I, I, I didn't know it existed until I started to experience it. Now, Teresa would say that this is what happens when our soul is purified and enlightened. And as we enter more deeply into Christ, we, we discover a life that is utterly new. And it makes all the challenges of getting there more than worthwhile. She says, life doesn't necessarily become easier. In in fact, sometimes it can become more challenging. But at the same time, it becomes much richer and truly fruitful because we are deepening in union with God, which is what life is all about, or at least supposed to be all about. There's another really important point that Teresa makes very clear, and that is that my approach to the escape room, you know, trying to work it out, pressing, pushing, that does not work in the spiritual life. It doesn't matter how hard we try, how hard we work, how perfect we may be. We cannot save ourselves spiritually. Only God can do that work in our soul, right? But there is something that we can do. Theresa makes that very clear. There is something that we can do. And that is that we can look for the clues that God has already given us. And we can trust and we can follow those clues. This is actually the only way that we can progress in the spiritual life. And the good news that Jesus makes very clear in the gospel today is that anyone can do it. Anyone. Anyone can progress through these mansions. Can go more deeply into Christ. Once again, in the gospel today, Jesus is uh, challenging the religious leaders. He's saying, hey, the tax collectors, the prostitutes, they are finding the clues before you. They are progressing towards God more than you are. The tax collectors, the prostitutes, the sinners, they were humble enough to listen and to believe in the words of John the Baptist. They picked up the clues. They repented. They they put their faith in God. And so they progressed. Whereas the spiritual leaders, the the, the Pharisees, the priests, the scribes, they, they thought they could find their own way. They thought they knew the answers. They clearly trusted too much in themselves and and they'd actually become blind to how Jesus was trying to lead them forward. The underlying theme that runs through all our readings today is simply this, that you have the power. 
there's only one thing you remember from this whole homily today, remember these words, that you have the power. God has given you the clues. God has given you the capacity to make choices that will keep leading you into a more abundant life in God. The first reading today comes from the prophet Ezekiel. And the people were complaining against God because they thought they were being punished unfairly. But God says to them, hey, it's your choices that have led you to where you are. God says today, when the upright man renounces his integrity and to commit sin, he dies because of this. He dies because of the evil that he himself has committed. But when the sinner renounces sin to become law-abiding and honest, he deserves, he shall certainly live, he shall not die. God's point is that you choose, you have the power to choose your spiritual trajectory in life. John Paul II spoke really strongly about this. He said that, you know, when we follow the clues, when we follow the path that God sets out for us, then what we actually are doing is defining our reality. We create the person we are becoming. In a very real sense, he says that with God, we, we are writing our destiny when we pick up the clues that God gives us and we trust in them and we follow them. That's why the psalmist today is making this earnest prayer. Listen to him. He says, Lord, make me know your ways. Teach me your paths. See, he knew that as he followed the clues, as he, as he followed the ways that the Lord was, was, was laying down before him, that's where he would find his fullest life. He said, Lord, teach me, show me. You have the power. It's not worldly power, of course, but it's the power that really matters. The power that, to make choices that will take you more and more deeply into Christ. Teresa would say that you need to exercise that power. Because if we don't keep progressing in the spiritual life, we, we become stuck. And when we're stuck, what usually happens is that we regress. So you need to use the power you've been given, right? You need to exercise choices that will keep moving you along this journey through the mansions and ascending that castle towards a deeper, richer union with your God. The all-important question, of course, is what choices do we need to make with this power we've been given? And the answer to that is many choices over the course of a lifetime. But I want to suggest three fundamental ones today. These are three choices that we can make every day and which are guaranteed to keep us progressing in the spiritual life. The first thing that you have the power to do every day is to make a conscious act of faith. This is perhaps the most important choice you can make each day. It's to come humbly and consciously before God and in your heart just make an act of faith however you feel led to do that. You might say something like, Jesus, I believe in who you say 
God is. I, I believe in who you say you are. And I put my faith in you today. I, I surrender my life to you today. Make a heartfelt act of surrender. The second thing you have the power to do every day is to listen to God's word. You know, we believe as Christians that the Bible is God's word to us and this word is living, it's active. So when we read it, when we reflect on it, God can speak to us not just collectively but but personally. That we can read a text and God can speak to us according to what we need to hear at any particular moment in our life. That's what we believe. Every day you have the power, you have the capacity to hear from God. And you can be sure that every word that you receive from God matters to your soul. It matters more than you realise. The third thing that you have the power to do is to follow the way of Jesus. You notice in the Gospel today, Jesus was praising the Son who did the will of the Father, even though initially he said he wouldn't do it. That was much more important to Jesus than the other son, who said he would do it but didn't do it. Right? Does that ring a bell? We sort of do that as Christians, don't we? We profess all kinds of things that we don't actually follow through on. The surest way of progressing on the path towards God is to live and love like Jesus. And St. Paul makes it very clear today what that looks like. This beautiful text from Philippians 2, he says, In your minds, you must be the same as Christ Jesus. His state was divine, but he did not cling to his equality with God, but he emptied himself to assume the condition of the slave. Jesus poured his life out in the service of others. That's what it looks like to live and to love like Jesus. Loving like Jesus looks like self-emptying love. It means giving yourself away in the service of others. Maybe today in response to this word, you can reflect on and ask God to to show you one way that you can better empty yourself out. Lay your life down in the service of others and especially in the service of people that cannot repay you. It's easy to love, well, sometimes it's easy to love our family, isn't it? Or our friends or those who can repay us. But we're called to so much more than that. You have the power to make a daily act of faith, to, to, to listen to God's word to you. And to live and to love like Jesus. And you can be sure that you have this power because it's not your power. (laughs) It's God's power that has been poured into your hearts by the Holy Spirit. So when you are struggling, when you're struggling to make choices that lead you closer to Christ, I want to encourage you to, to call on this power. Say, come Holy Spirit, give me a deeper desire for union with you. Help me to move in the power that you've given me so that I can keep ascending my interior castle and move into a fuller and richer life in you. Hello, Father Dan here. If this homily has been helpful, there are a few things I'd love for you to do. 
Firstly, subscribe to this podcast or share this episode with someone who might find it helpful. And consider also helping us to expand our mission and reach out to more people by donating at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash donate, or you can click on the link in the podcast description. Thanks so much for joining us and have a blessed week.